This is Creating Utopia, the podcast, ideas to change the world, where we turn conversation into action. Thank you for joining. This episode is titled, A Response to Sam Harris. This episode is going to be different. I'm going to play and comment on some audio clips, and it might end up being a bit longer than usual because I'm a bit less organized than usual, but I absolutely could not resist making an immediate follow-up to the third episode of Creating Utopia after I just listened to the Waking Up podcast, episode number 120, What Is and What Matters with Sam Harris, Rebecca Goldstein, and Max Tegmark. Now, I don't want to mislead anyone with the title, and I'll clarify right up top, I am in no way in communication or correspondence with Sam Harris, and I hope the title doesn't seem like I'm making that claim. The reason I started working on this idea of creating utopia in general was an attempt to reach out to those who are like me, who listen to Sam, Joe Rogan, Neil deGrasse Tyson, etc., and want more. Or people who consider questions that they can never seem to find enough information on the subject. There's never enough to satisfy their curiosity. This is for those of us who want to keep the conversation going. So I'll jump right in. I released a podcast March 19th, 2018, titled Sam Harris, Free Will, and the Isolation Problem. Episode 120 of his was released on the 18th. And had I listened to that conversation, my initial podcast would have been very different. In the Q&A period, at the end of episode 120, an audience member asked something that was unbelievable to me and eerie because that person expressed my feelings on what is important nested within the free will question perfectly. I'll play the audio. Uh, This is a question for Sam, although I'm interested in Rebecca's observations as well. Um, you have made a strong case against free will that appears to me to be fundamentally based upon a determinist view. Uh, This is a view which I'm inclined to agree with, but I'm having difficulty resolving this with my experience as a conscious being that feels as though it is making decisions. That was basically my podcast synthesized into a short question. And now I won't play Sam's entire answer because it's very similar to the many he has given before on the subject. I'm just going to isolate and dive into a statement he made that I perceived as a challenge. I don't know what people could be claiming about themselves when they say they have free will. Now I'm going to play another clip before I respond because I want to further his analogy. Show what I was referring to when I was making my claims in the third podcast. I find myself literally stopping his podcasts now to allow myself to elaborate on why it just seems he is for lack of a better word, closed. But this is from a YouTube video from around 2012 on free will. Let's let's run a little experiment. Think of a city anywhere in the world. You can choose any city you want. Now, of course, I, I could have primed you. I could have artfully placed cues in my speech in the last few minutes that would make you more likely to think of Las Vegas, for instance. So, just to be on the safe side, don't pick Vegas. (laughs) But pick a city, any city, and and just pay attention to what this conscious process is like. Now, the first thing to notice about this is this is as free a decision as you are ever going to make in your life. (laughs) 
Okay, you have all the cities in the world to choose from, and I'm just asking you to pick one. Now, several cities have probably occurred to you, and just focus on one. <clears throat> so everybody got a city? <clears throat> no, well, I'm, I'm sorry to say that you all picked the wrong city. Uh, <clears throat> don't ask me how I know this, but I do. So I just want you to do this again, just so you can see what the process is like. Pick another city, can't be the first, and notice what that experience is like. Okay. Did you see any evidence for free will? Now, we better be able to find it here. I mean, if it's not here, it's not anywhere. So uh, let's look for it. First, let's set aside all those cities whose names you don't know and therefore could not have picked. Okay, because you, you couldn't have picked one of those if your life depended on it. There's no freedom in that, obviously. Okay. And then there are many other cities whose names are quite well known to you, but which simply didn't occur to you to pick. I mean, for instance, perhaps Cairo didn't occur to you. You absolutely know that Cairo is a city, but for whatever reason, your Cairo circuits were not engaged. Okay. As, as a matter of neurophysiology, Cairo was not in the cards. <clears throat> so I want you to think about this. Were you free to choose that which did not occur to you to choose. I don't know what people could be claiming about themselves when they say they have free will. Here's where we can show him. When this question is asked to us, pick a country, we can first recognize that we have all the time in the world to answer this question. We illustrate our freedom first by taking time to contemplate. We can consider our response to varying degrees and ask deeper questions in the confines of our own mind that I hope can show at the very least introduce some sort of freedom. We can even consider layers of every one of these new questions and play out scenarios. We also can create in ourselves more freedom to answer the question if we acquire new knowledge that was limiting us before. As Sam says, you aren't free to answer that which you don't know. In this scenario, we can write down every country we know of, ask our friends to remind us of countries we know but can't remember in the moment, Google search an atlas, and actually, we could research the entire list of countries that exists and ever has that human beings know of making ourself, at the very least, more free to answer that question than when we were asked. And that was by our own ability to think and contemplate and consider and act. Sam's notion of basic free will has been reduced to a response, really. Pick a country, push a button, left or right. And this seems like a great place to reduce free will to. Where else could we? But we have the ability to introduce freedom, even if I still can't find myself willing to admit that we have free will. I think we are the product of our genetics, our experiences, our environment, randomness, etc. But at any point, and I mean any point, even with a gun to our heads, we can make the decision to stop. 
to refuse a response. I mean, with the caveat that we're in a clear state of mind, not hindered by a mental impairment or illness or extreme condition that could prevent you from being in a clear state of mind, we can think. We can change the course of our decision-making process by allowing our subconscious to introduce new information for us to debate ourselves. Even though our thinking is limited beyond our control, the fact that people are having this internal dialogue, regardless if you can predict what they're going to do before they do it, or you can show them that afterward they really weren't in control of what they did or can't understand why they did what they did. This internal dialogue and contemplation is what people could be claiming about themselves when they say they have free will. To say we couldn't have acted differently certainly seems true in retrospect, but it doesn't feel true in any moment, regardless of the context. And for someone who is so in tune with experience, it is just so interesting that Sam continually claims he doesn't understand what, well, everyone is saying subjectively on the topic. We can concede he may be right in the matter, or at least lays out a very solid argument for why he could be right, and we don't have free will. But I don't see any value in the insistence that we're not feeling free in each moment. The longer you wait to make a decision, weigh out the pros and cons, the longer you are giving your subconscious mind, in which you may or may not be in control of, an opportunity to allow you to become more or less confident in decisions. You are introducing, under your own volition, at the very least, a feeling of free will, if not really increasing degrees of freedom, to incorporate Dan Dennett's theory in here. If this isn't freedom, I don't know what is. If you ask me to pick a country, I can pick right now. I am also free to now research every country that has ever existed and increase my own degree of freedom to answer that question. My freedom was, as Sam rightly points out, limited. I may not be responsible for why I researched the list or when I decided to give up, but it's important to notice I'm free to do this or not, and if I do, I'm more free to answer than when we started and when Sam asked that question. Now ultimately, after all this hard work of researching countries, I can illustrate my ultimate freedom as a human being, or at least that feeling that Sam seems to find so mysterious. I'm going to illustrate my freedom by not answering at all. Is the argument in response here that I was simply not free to pick any country then? Because that, that can't be true. I could know more countries than any other human, not pick one, and then quickly change my mind and pick one. I'm feeling free all the way here. And when he says, well, you still don't know why you chose at that moment not to choose a country at all, I can say, yes, I do. It was only to prove you I was free. So free that I do not even need to engage your question. I am so free that I could stop talking right now until the day I die. Some people do. Yogis and mystics. And Sam Harris is well aware of that. Any frustration you might be sensing in me is really just what encouraged me to do this podcast in general in the first place, and this one specifically right now. Because 
Well, I'm not really frustrated or angry with anything in particular. This just illustrates to me what we all need to overcome in order to move forward as a society. The people that we are getting our information from don't have all the answers, and we all intuitively know that. But with such limited access to truly thought-provoking information, it can be hard to act as if Sam Harris's answer isn't always going to be one of the best answers. And for Sam, the, the people who are giving us this information, I, I see such a clear example to expand the way that he is really fundamentally thinking. There are some questions that you're either answering incompletely, or you need to maybe define some terms or create new ones. Just like I mentioned about Jordan Peterson last week, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's worth revisiting our own ideas and making them stronger. And that's what creating utopia really is all about. I want to just imagine what Sam might respond, just to give the impression of someone who at the very least has considered the flaws in their own way of thinking. I think he might tell me that because I can never understand what is motivating me to act, all of the factors that have come together right now that have led me to be doing what I'm doing in this very moment, that how I am and am responding is just another illustration of me not having free will. I'm still kind of a robot here. No matter how difficult I want to be and how much I want to draw out this question or answer in a strange or different way, because I really can't take credit for who I am. I'm not really free. Everything else is causing me to act this way or that way. I can see clearly in myself that right now, at the very least, the very bottom, in my conscious experience, I feel free. I don't have to do anything. I could stop right now. Or I could keep going. Either way, in that moment, that five seconds of silence, if Sam can argue to me how I didn't feel free to make up my own mind and continue contemplating for as long as I wanted when I was going to continue. Even though I can't really understand why I picked what I did or when I picked it, I am still thinking. I'm still considering. I am having a conscious experience in the confines of my own mind and brain that only I can truly know exists and only I know the content of. Whether we want to get into the subconscious eye and the conscious eye, it really doesn't matter here because it is all I. It is all you. Again, if Sam wants to respond and tell me that I'm not feeling free, he's going to have to at the very least clarify things a little bit further, perhaps. I'm very interested to hear an elaboration on this point. I, I won't even spend time talking about us having the freedom to introduce chance into the equation as well by prolonging our decision-making process, therefore extending our freedom by increasing the amount of potential outcomes we can then consider and can actually play out. I just want to mention that when in podcast three I said, what matters in this space is that we feel like we have free will. We feel we have it because at the very least we are not being coerced within our own minds. Sam mentioned the dominoes that fall once we realize we don't have free will. 
I'm not going to touch upon this area either because again, I can't find myself admitting that we do have free will and I still fall on the side of overall, we really aren't free from a perspective of not being able to control who we are and what has shaped us. What particularly is coming to our mind in the moment or why we make decisions in hindsight can be a mystery. But it's important to recognize this is all me. Who we are in each moment, how we can contemplate and think to varying degrees is the center of the bullseye here. And again, this is where Dennett's ideas really can tear a hole into the edges of Sam's argument. I want to be clear and concede one more time. Due to the mysterious or unknowable nature as to why we made the decisions we made, I'm not sure if we have free will or not. But I think I have provided a way of looking at the question of free will that does introduce agency and freedom into the human experience. It answers the question Sam was referring to. This is what we are claiming about ourselves when we say we have free will. I am claiming I am so free that I don't have to answer your questions. Or I can, in effect, make myself a new person with new knowledge by the time I answer your question and therefore have introduced new levels and degrees of freedom into this supposed knockdown situation. These degrees of freedom only increase depending on the complexity of the situation and the duration of time you have to make the decision. But even if it's left or right and you have to pick right now, you are still free to think, reject, and do nothing. I'm going to end this podcast off the way I always do, with my favorite and only segment thus far, How to Create Utopia. This episode is all about free will, and I actually did a bit of an experiment on myself to try to find my own free will during this experience to illustrate how we can live better lives and make the world better in the process. Whether I was free to do this, this podcast or not is kind of a question that really doesn't matter now that it's over. It's done, and we can't go backwards. So asking that question is inherently strange in the first place. What I can see, though, is that I was certainly feeling free to stop at any moment. Even as I'm finishing right now, I'm thinking to myself, there have been many times I felt like stopping, going back, editing what I said, or starting all over. And there's even times that I felt like giving up altogether. And each time that I continued, I'm not going to take any credit for it, but I did at least do it. This is how we all create utopia. We recognize that in our goals and our projects, there will be obstacles from the outside and from within. But these obstacles can only be overcome if we value our own mind. Within this mind, we pay attention to our thoughts. Whether we are truly in ultimate control of these thoughts or, or not doesn't really matter because these thoughts are us. And we feel in the present moment that we can debate ourselves, consider, reason, and make decisions. This is more free than randomness and certainly more free than determinism. This is freedom. So to repeat the sediments from episode three, 
we do have a reasonable degree of control over our lives. And we can use this to build opportunities to find more freedom. We create utopia by recognizing that we play a rather large role in creating ourselves. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Creating Utopia. Follow me on Twitter at creating underscore utopia. The best thing you can do is like and share the podcast. Any comments that you make, I will make every effort to reply to them all. Stay tuned for the next podcast, the plan episode I've been working on this week on Dave Rubin and the Libertarian Contradiction.